0: This is the better part podcast where we have conversations about choosing the better part in every aspect of life. Honesty moment.
1: We don't have it all together and we are learning this with you. We're so glad you're here. We are excited to navigate the hard things and ask questions with you. We want to champion, laying aside our to-do lists in the name of filling our minds with true and lovely things. So let's fight striving and stride together to the feet of Jesus. So now that we're all on the same page, let's get started.
0: Welcome to the Better Part Podcast. My name is Vex. Bex. And I'm Clara. And we're your co-hosts, and we're here for episode 34. (laughs) And more importantly, it's Valentine's Month, which Mm -hmm. I guess is kind of an interesting month for most people. I don't know. Uh, Clara, how are you and your husband celebrating since this is, what, your second Valentine's as a married couple? Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's gone by so fast.
1: Yeah. Um, Last Valentine's Day, we just did like a dinner at home, and it Mm -hmm. was a fun, you know, night. Yeah. I don't... We have not talked about you know I'm kind of it's that 20 something life where I don't think more than like a week ahead um but (laughs) I think we will if I were to know us we'll probably go to a um just some sort of dinner and then do something fun to just spend time together so we may like go out and do something we may do just like a movie at home um yeah that's what I would guess um what is
0: what is February looking like for you? Oh gosh, what is February looking like for me? So as a single woman, um, I actually... I'm taking the most spontaneous trip to New York City, actually, for what? Valentine's Day. I know. I think this is the first time I'm actually telling you about it, Claire. I, I don't care. I want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, some family friends invited us up, and they're like, hey, come to New York City. like, Be spontaneous. And I'm like, okay, like, let me check tickets. And I happened <laughs> to find a really great deal on plane tickets. And so um, on Valentine's Day, so the 14th, I am flying up to New York City to spend time with them. i'm so excited to see them they're like my second family um and they live in the city so it's just going to be really fun and new york fashion week is happening at that time so gosh that's amazing catch me in a magazine (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding but it'll be so fun so i just decided to do something fun spontaneous and just i don't know a little bit out of character for me so i'm excited about it it'll be a blast that
1: is the perfect way to celebrate valentine's day
0: Absolutely. I could not think of a better one. So who knows? Maybe I'll come back with a fun date or something. Probably not. (laughs) But (laughs) anyways, so enough about that. This week, you guys are in for such a treat. So we are featuring somebody so very near and dear to my heart. And you guys have the privilege. Yes, privilege. Because she is amazing. (laughs) Appearing from the lovely Reed. Her and I are best friends and met through the ORURA program. I've always, always, always admired her grace, her leadership, and honestly, her ability to have fun wherever she goes. I'm not even kidding. She literally (laughs) throws a party anytime, anywhere. She is a blast. This week, we are talking about healthy conflict and confrontation. And I know, I know it's Valentine's week and you guys are probably thinking, why aren't they talking about relationships or love or something like that? But this topic is so important for you guys to hear because, I mean, conflict is a part of our everyday lives all the time. Um, we're people and we're not perfect and so We're excited to learn about that. Um, And I know that we as a church, especially women, can live in a very difficult tension of balancing grace, conflict, and confrontation. All those three things are just very difficult to talk about and to just be open and honest about. But there is nobody better and nobody I trust more than Anna to shed some light on this and to give us some practical advice that we can all put in our pockets and take with us in our everyday. So, Without further ado, let's bring it up. So it is our
1: honor to welcome Anna Reed to the Better Part Podcast. Welcome, Anna. Thanks guys. I'm so
0: glad to be here. Thanks for being here. We're so excited to have you on. And you and I have known each other for a decent amount of time on. I was just telling everybody that we, you know, we're best friends at ORU, continue to be, even though we're long distance, which isn't the most fun. Um, but we're making it it work. So I want everybody else to get to know you. So would you mind sharing a little bit of your story? What does some of your testimony look like? What season are you currently in? Just whatever you want to share.
2: Yeah. So I'm originally from Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um I'm from a town called Uniontown and it's really small. Um so I was born and raised there, but my mom is actually half Paraguayan. Uh or she's not half Paraguayan, sorry. My mom is Paraguayan, <laughs> that makes me half yes. Paraguayan. Um and so yeah, I grew up in a very um Christ-loving home. I was a Christian mm-hmm. my whole life. I have two siblings. My parents were both the first in their families to know the Lord and come to know the Lord. And so it was actually really incredible looking back now and seeing like, wow, they were like pioneers in their families and how to raise a Christian family. Mm -hmm. And just like being a product of that is like honestly so humbling. Like I could cry. It makes me like really (laughs) emotional every time I think about it because they just did like truly an incredible job at like being so firm Mm -hmm. in their faith and showing us what it looks like to be unwavering and just like always trust in the Lord no matter what. And so, yeah, I love my upbringing. I have um, really no bad memories. I do have some rocky memories. I wasn't always a proclaimed, well, I was a proclaimed Christian, but I was never a um, person that walked mm-hmm. out of my faith. So high school, I just kind of did my own thing. I was a cheerleader, loved high school, loved having a lot Mm -hmm. of friends. Don't want to use the P word, but you know, (laughs) it was there. Um, (laughs) We'll just call it what it is, I guess. But um, I had a lot of fun, but I didn't really see anyone but my parents carry out their Mm -hmm. faith well. And so at that point in my life, I was like, I'm only seeing my parents do it. It wasn't real to me and I didn't really want it. And so at any moment I was ready to like, walk away and just, like, really do my own thing. And, like, I didn't even want to go to college as much as my sisters did. And I just wanted to, again, do my Mm -hmm. own thing. Um, My older sister went to ORU. My dad went to ORU. So I was like, all right, well, I'll visit ORU because my dad was – making us do it anyway, but secretly I like loved ORU. I never really said it out loud, but I saw how much fun my older sister Mm -hmm. had at ORU. And I was like, well maybe, you know, but I didn't want to say it out loud because then my parents would be so excited. But I visited Mm -hmm. ORU and I think that was honestly like the first time I felt the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And um, just as a senior in high school and I knew I had to be there and I didn't know what I was gonna study. I didn't even know if I was gonna make it through college. I didn't like school. <laughs> um, and so I got to, ORU. I got involved in the RA mm-hmm. program and it just changed my life completely. Just like learning about myself and that God has a plan for me and that I have talents other than, um, being a cheerleader, which is all mm-hmm. I knew in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I have talents in relationships. So, like I know how to have relationships with people. I know how mm-hmm. to lead or I don't know, just things I didn't know. Like, Oh, are you so great at cultivating yeah. that? And that's how I found my relationship with God and, I mean, I'm a completely different person. I used to be so shy. I used to be also kind of mean, <laughs> like I had a huge attitude problem. And so ORU is my start of just finding the Lord. And um, that kind of leads me to where I yeah. am now because I'm graduated from ORU and now I'm working at ORU as an Full enrollment circle. counselor. So now I get to, I know, <laughs> I get to bring students to ORU to experience the greatness that I did and just, Find who they are,
1: mm-hmm.
2: find who God has called them to be um, through this ministry of a university. So, yeah, yeah. that's me. That was cool. no Well, and
0: there's no one better <laughs> that's who could me. do that, though. <laughs> I feel like you're ORU's biggest cheerleader, <laughs> literally.
2: Yes, I love it so I know, much. I know,
0: just the impact that <laughs> it's had on your life is so cool. In my life, too, a lot of our friends' lives. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, that's my mission. That's my goal. If I could just bring one person no i want to bring everyone to ORU <laughs> to experience let's it settle plug yes settle
1: plug it up. yeah seriously no. <laughs> okay so jumping right in what does healthy conflict mean to you i am sure you probably have some stories in your pocket about this but um what yeah let's just let's just talk about conflict there's no like pretty way to say this
2: <laughs> yes conflict okay so to me conflict is actually really necessary Mm -hmm. to have a healthy relationship. Um, And a lot of people hate conflict and they run Mm -hmm. away from it. But that is such a dangerous thing because you're like robbing yourself of having deep relationships, meaningful Mm -hmm. relationships with people. Um, And this was something that I actually just recently learned. People always comment on how um, I might be less afraid to confront people, which I'll get to later. It's actually not true. Like I always get nervous before I have to confront a conflict. But um, I just recently learned about myself that my number one strength finder or like through the strength finder's test was restorative. And so what that means is I enjoy taking something and making it completely new or like seeing a problem in something and like
0: changing Mm -hmm. it
2: or not changing it, but finding a way to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And so... It's just kind of, I was telling Bex earlier, like, it's crazy because I was just reflecting, like, why is conf- does conflict come easier to me or maybe more natural to the eye of others? And it's, I don't know, I just love to see things being restored. And I think that's what healthy conflict is. It's like you're restoring something that's off, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's not in balance. You're both not seeing something the way that each other is seeing it. And so, like, she might be seeing red You might be seeing blue, but like conflict is meeting in the middle and like restoring that and, um, finding the common ground and just combating that to understand Mm -hmm. each other better. Um, so yeah, it's just a sign of like having a healthy relationship, um, wanting to grow your relationship Mm -hmm. And just, like, being deeper with each other. And so, yeah, it's all about what you do with conflict that makes it healthy. There's unhealthy conflict. There's unhealthy relationships. Um, But, yeah, there's just so much breakthrough that comes with confronting conflict. Yes, there is. (laughs) I don't know. Just thinking back, like, with my best friend, like, there's so many times that we have had to confront conflict. But sometimes I don't even remember why there was conflict. Mm -hmm. I think it's just because we're so close. And, like things just come up like Clara you're married I'm sure that like right I mean yeah you know I I was like I was like
1: as soon as you said that this was gonna be about conflict resolution I was like oh this is like a personal little counseling session
2: for me I'm ready yeah (laughs) Yeah. but like sometimes you don't even remember what starts it because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like a bunch of little things you know when you're that close with a friend it could be yeah, like a bunch of like little anything life. triggers it you really. It really is. <laughs> yeah. But I was also reflecting on like, um, so like sidebar, just thinking about people that like, don't know how to have good friendships. Mm. And I think it's because they're afraid of conflict. Absolutely. And so I just see people and it actually really breaks my heart. I see people jump from friend to friend all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, they're hitting conflict like there's no way you're not hitting conflict with someone that's just what happens when you have different upbringings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like when you're just different people like you're both made completely different absolutely um and so i see people run away from friendships and just hop from bestie to bestie and it's just strictly because they're afraid of conflict and they don't know how how to come back from it or like how to fight it just handle the situation in general.
0: Or just face yeah. it, even just address that there is a conflict.
2: Exactly. Yeah. They brush it under the rug. Absolutely, And they act like everything is all fine and good. But then, like I said before, you're robbing yourself of a really deep relationship. And that's what we're called to, mm-hmm. like, as women and just people in Christ. Like, we're yeah. called to relationships Absolutely. and to, like, deepen relationships. I mean, I know for me, I have so many, like, revelations just talking to people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's through people that I...
0: Understand Christ, sometimes. and you can't have a relationship without conflict. Like we're humans, exactly. that just goes hand in hand. So, I, I mean, know. like what you were saying, conflict is inevitable. So we're going to face it at some point within our lives with multiple people, most likely. So this is something that is so important because we can't get away from it. It's going to happen right. to us. So, just that brings me to the next question: Is how can we? as Christians and as the church, especially women, because I, I feel like conflict yeah. takes a yeah. whole other level when we talk about it in the context of women, because yeah. whenever I think of conflict in women, I think of just pettiness or women being catty or, I mean, we're mean. Women are mean. So how can <laughs> we fight well?
2: Yeah. So number one, this is so Christian, but so true, like prayer. Mm. If you don't pray when you're faced with a conflict and you don't pray before you confront it or choose to fight for that mm-hmm. relationship. It is going to come out mean and it is going to mm-hmm. come out selfish because mm-hmm. um, you're not taking the time to reflect and understand why is this conflict happening? What do I feel right now? Mm-hmm. And why do I feel that right now? Mm-hmm. Prayer addresses all of those. And just for me, I always have to ask Lord, like right after I realize, Oh no, like we just don't understand each other right now. God, mm-hmm. why aren't we understanding each other right now? Why am I so hurt inside or why is this causing turmoil? Mm-hmm. or why are we like not seeing eye to eye? Um, and so I think, especially as women, because we're so quick to speak, um, to be more quick yes. to listen and understand and to yeah. just be prayerful about it. Like, if we learn anything in this life, it's to be
0: prayerful before absolutely anything. And I think so. a lot of us are scared to pray before because, I mean— me, for instance, I'll, you know, I don't want to pray before I confront something because I'm like, oh no, what if God shows me that it's my fault? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like this entire, like I'm the one in the wrong. So I don't want to go to the Lord because I know that he's going to reveal that or he's going to reveal my selfishness along the process. But man, to, to go before the throne and to ask the Lord for that level of self-awareness, it right. takes on just a whole other, just depth of humility that is takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery, but man, it's so worth it to fight for that relationship.
2: A hundred percent. And I think that goes along with, um, why people choose to avoid conflict. It's, I mean, it's, it's pride. It's not Mm -hmm. wanting to recognize that you could be wrong. And so, I mean, man, like conflict is a humbling situation. Um, and if you're not up for that, then you're always going to be hitting the same wall of not having, um, just wanting deep relationship and not finding it you Mm -hmm. just have to humble yourself and recognize what's good you know what's in front Mm -hmm. of you and what God has given you um and not forfeiting that for what you want and so it can Mm. be really selfish Mm -hmm. yeah to not to not confront um conflict
1: okay so we kind of talked about conflict and I guess fighting sometimes that's what we call it but As far as confrontation works, I think confrontation is a little bit in a different category because confrontation um, has its place whenever accountability is happening. So, like, I'm not going to go and confront a stranger on the street because I haven't earned that place at their table. But my close friends who have come to me about accountability and things like that, um, that is where confrontation takes place, especially within the body of Christ. So, um, how... Yeah, how does confrontation fit into, into the picture of our lives as Christians, and and then how do we do confrontation specifically healthy?
2: Oh, I think after I pray, the product of that is always I'm filled with mm-hmm. more love for this person, mm-hmm. and so that's why I emphasize prayer because whenever I don't, I'm like more mad at that person or I'm more frustrated with that person. Like you're dealing with a human, you're a human, you mm-hmm. both have issues, and so there's just like a greater love. Um, that comes from that, which sounds kind of crazy because when you think conflict, you just think like a lot of turmoil and anger, but, um, yeah, so out of that, um, it just looks like coming to them on their level instead of being like, why did you do this to me? And using, I learned this from my best friend, actually, um, Mm -hmm. instead of using you, 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 I learned to use like, I Mm -hmm. feel this way when, Mm -hmm. whenever this happens, you know, And so being able to come to that level of like, okay, I love you and like, I want our relationship to grow. Mm -hmm. The confrontation is so much smoother and like, it just allows space for God to speak through you Mm -hmm. and to speak to that person. And so this is huge. This actually just happened to me the other day. I had conflict with someone at work.
0: And but, but
2: we're friends, we're friends. Yeah, we've been friends for a really long time, and really long time, I mean, like <laughs> that's years, a long time, but um, that that's is still a decent really amount time of time, in college, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so, because we're friends, but also we work together, there's just this like fine line of like, I care about you so much as a friend. So sometimes like mm-hmm. the boundaries cross, you know?
0: Yeah. Anyways, it's a weird tension to live in, I guess, to it, work it with a really, really good friend. It is. But I realized
2: that through this, I was like, wow, like we both really care for each other or else we wouldn't be having this problem right now. Mm-hmm. And so one, it was like kind of cool. Cause I was like, oh, like we're really good friends, you know, like yeah. I realized how deeply we both cared about each other. And two, like I, right after I realized that we had a conflict like an issue with each other I one was emotional and I went to lunch and I cried but I pray, but I prayed and I was like God like please like let us resolve this and like please show this like show me what I did wrong but also show them why they hurt me because mm-hmm. it kind of takes the pressure off of you like God truly takes care of you like he believes in relationships mm. and so like and he believes in restoring things restoring relationships to make them good. Absolutely. And so, like, he'll work on your behalf. And so, yeah, I just, like, prayed. And, like, they weren't deep prayers. Like, I don't know. I was just literally like, please show him, you know. Like, (laughs) I'm so tired of this or whatever. Just, like, being myself. So, right when I walked back into work after my lunch break, I asked him if we could just talk either now or after um, work. Sometimes sitting on things is actually healthy because it helps you calm down. Um, That's true, and so it gave us like an hour. we um went into a room and I just started apologizing to him for the things that I said. I apologize for my attitude, just things that the Lord revealed to me that like mm-hmm. even though I was frustrated from the situation or from things that were said, um I also reacted and so Prayer just shows you a lot. God shows you a lot. And um, he responded in a way that I honestly didn't expect. I expect, I came in nervous that it would just be me apologizing and him just being like, okay, or I'll try to be better next time. Mm -hmm. But instead, God revealed specific things that he had said or specific actions that made me feel a certain way. And he recognized those and we were able to resolve it. But not just be like, okay, that happened. We were able to talk about, okay, so to avoid mm-hmm. this next time, mm-hmm. how can I, like, better serve you as, like, a co-worker, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Or, like, how can I be a better friend in the workplace? Like, how can we avoid this and not let it happen again? And obviously, it's going to happen again, but now we know, like... How to work through it better yeah and like we know that we're both recognizing it like we both see where we're wrong Mm -hmm. and so yeah God just really he works through both parties whenever you pray
0: and it's pretty awesome and it allows for a lot of breakthrough Absolutely. And I think that just the fact of confrontation really does show how valuable a relationship is to mm-hmm. somebody. I remember I was talking to somebody um, just about confrontation, conflict, um, and they were like, honestly, they're kidding, of course. But I mean, there's some truth behind it, but they're like, honestly, like, one of my love languages is confrontation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness, you are the weirdest person I've ever met What, what in the world. Um But they were like, no, like I, I value confrontation so much because I know that whenever somebody confronts me about something that takes so much vulnerability, courage and bravery and for them to put themselves out on the line or just out there for my Mm -hmm. sake and to improve my um, just who I am as a person man, they value the relationship so much enough to do that. Um, and so I just I don't know. I just think that confrontation is so difficult, especially when you're the one receiving it. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I think it was even scarier than giving it is receiving it. It's just, it just makes me have a bad feeling in my stomach sometimes. But just to shift the perspective and think, oh, my goodness, like they're doing this to save their mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, um, it makes it so worth it.
2: And like going off of that, just knowing that person loves me so much because Mm -hmm. how many times do we hear people say how afraid they are to confront Mm -hmm. and how, um, they just don't want to ruin the relationship. But that is like showing so much love to be like, I am going to risk this because I care so much and I don't want to see this end. you know, and so here it goes. Like, I'm so nervous, but I love you, you know? And so, yeah,
0: because it is such a not-so-glamorous act of vulnerability for sure. that we don't usually consider an act of love, you know, but it is. It's just harder to see it sometimes, but it's it's worth it. Um, so what does the Bible say about conflict, Anna? How can we be image bearers through conflict and confrontation and just everything that we've talked about?
2: Yeah, so... Something that I came across, um, just reading through Proverbs, um, which Proverbs says a lot about, um, friendships and relationships. Mm. Um, but I was going through a time where I noticed a lot of people, um, who were really good friends to me, or I was in a friend group where, um, kind things were being said all the time, but like we weren't getting any deeper, um. And so, I know that there were things that I was, like, holding in my heart with maybe a few of these people. Just, like, not resentment, but, like, conflict, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I had conflict in my heart with someone. And I came across this verse, and it really changed my perspective. Um, And it was just... Proverbs 27. It says an open rebuke is better than many kisses from an enemy. Mm. And then it goes down a few verses and it says, you can trust a friend who wounds you with his honesty, but your enemy's pretended flattery comes from insincerity. Wow. Um, yeah. And that hit me and I was like, yeah, I can't just pretend like we're the best of friends yeah. when I'm like holding this in my heart, Absolutely. you know, like, cause the Bible literally says like, I am being an Like, literally, I'm being an enemy. Like, I'm just feeding... Like, I'm kissing you, like an enemy would. (laughs) But an open rebuke from a friend is better than kisses from an enemy. Mm. And so I just chose, like, I want to be a good friend, you know? And, like, I want to have good friends. So to have good friends, I need to be a good friend. And I might have to... Wound you with this confrontation, but um, hopefully resulting in not a wound,
0: better relationship, <laughs> resulting in
2: restoration, resulting in restoration. Yeah. Okay, so
1: I'm a big believer in, um, especially going into conflict, especially going into situations where you really don't wanna rely on your flesh because who knows what could happen. Um, I'm really Mm -hmm. a big believer in memorizing scripture in those situations, just to have something so Mm -hmm. that when my flesh does fail, not if, but when, that I have something Mm -hmm. to stand on. Um, So do you have any scripture that you would recommend for memorizing or just meditating on in times of conflict
2: yeah so i have two and these are verses that i've carried with me for years i mean mm-hmm. i remember since i was a freshman the lord's showing me these things um and one of them being jeremiah 1 8 through 9 and it says don't say i'm too young for you must go wherever i send you and say whatever i tell you and don't be afraid of the people for i will be with you and protect you look i have put my words in your mouth And I have held onto that for so many years because, I mean, confrontation is scary. Like, although some people may be good at it, like I still get nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. like it comes out of caring for people, but just trusting that, okay, God, like you are with me. You are going to put the words in my Mm -hmm. mouth. I don't want to hurt this person and you're not going to let me hurt this person. And so just always reminding myself, like he sent me these friends. He sent me these relationships. Mm-hmm. He's going to act on my behalf. Absolutely. You know, like he's going to carry me through mm-hmm. this and put the words in my mouth. Um, and another one that I love is used for so many situations, but I find um, useful for this as well as 1 Timothy seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Mm. And... Yeah, we're just not called to be timid. And that's something that I have to remind myself daily like with confrontation, with literally anything in life, like we're not called to be timid. Mm-hmm. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives us power and love. And so just walking in that confidently
0: for sure. Mm, yeah. And even just being image bearers and looking back at Jesus's life, he. Confronted everything that did not align with God's word or did not align with scripture. He called it out in people, but he did it in a way that drew yeah. them closer to him and drew them closer to the cross, drew them closer to the father. And I think when we look at that, it's like, okay, how can we take that? And whenever we confront people, end it in such a way where we can say, okay, no, but I want us to grow in God together. And I want us to be able to figure this out because God is for relationships. And I just want right. to encourage people with that. He's for good um, fruit producing relationships. So I love right. that scripture. I'm so glad you said that one. Yeah. So Anna, to wrap up this conversation, we ask this question to every single guest you have on the podcast. So how are you choosing the better part in your everyday?
2: I First of all, I love that this podcast recognizes that we don't have it all together, um, and so Amen. yeah, especially in this season of post grad. And I tell everyone, I just feel like a freshman in life. Yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. I won- yeah, I one hundred percent do not have it all together. <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> yeah. And so I um, learned this phrase from Havilah Cunnington. If you haven't checked her out, you should. She's love awesome. Her. Um, she has a great podcast and I follow her on Instagram, but anyway, she, whenever you're like charting new territories, um, and just this new season of post-grad, um, in my everyday I've learned to say, I've never been here before. So whenever I face something that I feel like, oh my gosh, I should know all these things. I should be better than that. Mm -hmm. I should have it all together. I should, I should, I should Mm -hmm. is like pausing and saying, okay, I've never been here before. And that, like, really positions me to be a learner Mm -hmm. and to just be open to whatever the day has, honestly, and just be like, okay, Lord, like, show me something new. Like, show me what I don't know and growing from there. So that's how I choose the better part every day. I like that a lot.
0: (laughs) I really like that phrase. Well, yeah, there's just so much freedom in that. It's like, it's okay. I've never been here before, Mm -hmm. so there's a first time for everything. (laughs)
2: Yes, it's calming. I'm like, Okay. Got to calm myself down. It's going to be okay.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. Well, Anna, thank you so much for being on this little podcast of ours and just for encouraging women out there who may have trouble with confrontation or conflict or who are experiencing conflict right now and they're just not sure where to go. Thank you for just giving us some practical advice that we can walk away with and just for a lot of encouragement so we love you thank you
2: so much I enjoyed my time with you guys and I hope that this helps at least one person
0: you know absolutely absolutely
1: thank you so much for joining us on this Mm -hmm. episode 34 slash valentine's week slash just february trucking on into 2019 episode I so hope that this, I mean, this is, this was a topic that was so relevant. Like that's the word that came to my mind whenever mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about doing this. It's just, um, you know, even if you're not in the season right now, it is pretty much guaranteed that you will be in um, a season or a time when you're walking through conflict. And so I'm just so thankful that yeah. we have um, mentors and, and wise women that are bold enough to come on here and talk about Um, just the importance of the subject and what the Bible has to say about it. Mm -hmm. So after all that rambling, we will see you again (laughs) in two weeks. Have a wonderful February. We will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.